Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today, I'm joined with Michelle the Medium. She's a paranormal investigator. She works with the police force. She also works with dark entities. I've had her on before way back in August. And guys, I tell you what, I didn't get enough of her and apparently neither did you. So welcome back to the show, Michelle. Hello, I'm back. (laughs) You are back. And I'm so happy to have you because I had people emailing me going, can you ask her this when she comes back? And can you ask her that? And I was like, absolutely. So (laughs) yes, and and I love the questions and I will answer to the best possible way that I can. Okay, and I have several here. So we're just going to kind of start off with the first one. Do spirits age? So this is actually a very common question. Yeah. So do spirits age? In my experience, it's both yes and no. Okay. So I've seen kids, mostly like if babies have passed away, miscarriage or something. Uh, a lot of the times they will stay the age, the young age. Because typically when I see people, they have miscarried maybe, I don't know, rather like seven, six, five years, really younger, okay. uh, recent, let's say. And they do come in at that age. So if somebody say they had a miscarriage five years ago, the spirit will come in at that age, five years. Okay. But I've also seen where spirits will die as babies in miscarriage, but then they'll come back at like in their 20s um, or 30s. And I've seen older people who've passed come back in their 30s or 40s, depending on what age. They really like to prefer and what you may remember them most by. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And I was going to say, because I know that we have that higher self on the other side, and that's just always been here. Is it one soul or are they little individual souls of one big soul? You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's a good question that I'm still kind of diving into. Yeah, I asked um, ask a hard question. Really no, <laughs> you're completely fine because, you know, I just see as a, a whole self and then you have here on earth just a little piece of it. Right. And then when you go back into it, uh, to the great beyond, let's say, you return to that with all the knowledge and things that you gained here. And then from there, you can decide if you want to stay or reincarnate or do something else. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of how I understand it. But yeah, understanding how all that works. And I don't think we're supposed to get every single thing. I don't think we're supposed to. It's not something that's necessarily required for us to have a a good life here. Okay, so other questions they asked. uh, One, I had several ask, what do spirits do on the other side? Oh, spirits are so much fun on the other side. (laughs) Yeah, so... (laughs) If you can't imagine anything, your wildest imagination of like, let's say y'all, y'all might laugh, riding a roller coaster in the sky through rainbows, oh, you wow. could totally do that on the other side. Whatever you want. If you want it, you could do whatever really you want to do. A lot of the spirits that I've seen, they, they do what they did here. Like some of them who like to garden will still garden on the other side. Yeah. I, I remember I was actually watching some of your videos and somebody asked what they do on the other side as well. And you said, I had a spirit come in and they liked sandwiches and they just came in in the kitchen and made a mess and made sandwiches and they were eating sandwiches. (laughs) Yep. She continued to make a mess with her sandwiches. It was hysterical. But I mean, I've had a lot of like even, you know, the cancer patients or the older people who, you know, didn't get to do it because of their disabilities or their sickness. They do it in the afterlife. A lot of them really like to go on roller coasters is what I've seen. Yeah. Because they didn't get to do it here. Right, right. Or just sit down next to you and watch Outlander with you, huh? 
or watch Outlander with me. <laughs> exactly. Right? You were like, why are you here? Well, I just kind of wanted to hang out with you. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. She just wanted to hang. And I said, okay. I mean, I mean, a lot of them do that. Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. So what differentiates you, Michelle, you know, of other people that can do what you can do? What's the difference between what you can do and maybe just what other mediums can do, you know, that you kind of stand out? Oh, that is a tough question yeah, uh, because I don't, for me personally, I don't like to view as anybody like who outshines each other. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I but just, I know yeah. that's not what you're saying. Yeah. But I mean, we just all work differently and believe differently. And mm-hmm. some people are meant to more work with light work and most some people are meant to work with uh, the grace shades yeah, of the yeah. mediumship side. And there's not a lot of us that I have found that really do work in the gray side. So I guess in that sense, that's how I am a little bit different than some of the other mediums. Exactly. And that's what really drew me to you, too. And the fact that you work with the police force, but also the fact that I don't encounter many mediums that work with things that aren't as light, like you said. And, you know, whether that just intimidates them or that's just not their calling, I think it's very interesting that it is yours. So how did you know it was your calling to? To deal with these kind of entities? I honestly, I didn't at first, but I started out more in, in the paranormal than I did in the light work. Gotcha. Um, I enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you like history or something too? And did that get you in some of the paranormal investigating? Just the fact that you're, you know, investigating the lighthouse in St. Augustine and it's the oldest city in the United States. Is it kind of that thing too? No, um, my history background, unfortunately, does not make me one to wanting to do that. Actually, I just, even young, there was not a lot of stuff that scares me. I mean, there's there's my typical phobias where I don't like clowns and I don't like spiders. And I also don't like zombies. Yeah. I know that's really <laughs> obscure, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of my life has been preparing me for this. Just because I've always felt like I was going to be in some type of spiritual battle, I'm just not sure what it was, as well as I used to actually work at Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, wow. And for about seven years. Mm. And so a lot of stuff I got, you know, desensitized to. Oh, yeah. And honestly, now it was just kind of, I've always been fascinated with the paranormal. What is causing this and what is causing that? And one day me and my husband just decided to do an investigation and that's kind of where it went. That kind of brings up another question. You said you don't like zombies, but it brought me to this question in my head. And I've had a conversation with Christina, the medium about this and Dolores Cannon has talked about this. The backdrop people, the people may be born without a soul. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Mostly, so I think you're kind of hinting more towards like, is serial killers kind of? Yeah. Well, and, and they may or may not have a soul. I don't even know. I do know that I'm thinking like, is that like a gray entity? Is that something just, you know, uh, the, I think Dolores Cannon calls them the backdrop people. So that is definitely something I haven't really explored with that, but I have kind of seen it more as a disconnection between their own self and okay here. That makes but sense. I, I'm not going to say I'm concrete solid on that just because I honestly haven't dived into that right, side right. yet. Yeah. Well, because you don't like zombies, so why would you? <laughs> I don't <laughs> like zombies. No, we don't, we don't want that. Okay, so let me ask you this. You know how people think, oh my gosh, I'm cursed. She put a hex on me. What do you think about all that? Is that just really just 
somebody doing it to themselves? Do you think energy can do that to people, even thought? What are your thoughts on that? It could totally be your own self doing that. Okay. (laughs) It really could. I mean, there are things that can, I mean, more like psychic attacks, you know, where people intentionally send you something. But I think, and, and I more do this to myself too, is where you will get in your head too much and then you know, you could have bad luck or something, but it's really just your own thoughts and creating that, you know, and thoughts are they've got a lot of power, you know, you know, and that's an also an energy I was talking to the light seer, I don't know if you know who that is on TikTok. And I I interviewed him. And he actually said that there are thoughts have frequency and feelings have frequency. So something And like, if he's walking down a road, he'll feel something and goes, oh, that's a fear frequency down there. Or that's a, you know, comforting frequency down on this other side. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about that kind of realm being all around us. Anything is possible. Yeah, exactly. What I think people tend to put a lid on is, you know, you can't do this. You can't do that. Well, who says you can't? You totally can. Exactly. You don't know until you're there. Yeah, and who knew I could actually talk to my mom who's a greeter on the other side? I mean, you know, and exactly. And then when you answered that question and you did, you were so kind on TikTok answering that question for me. And you said, typically greeters, in your opinion and just in your experience, have passed from a disease and they can understand if someone else passes like that. They have that extra empathy maybe for someone who's passed that way. Is that correct? Right. To me, that is just like, wow, you know, the fact that she's giving up her time, however that is, to just do that. But I think she's having a blast doing it. I just really think it's fun for her. Absolutely. The thing is, is a lot of these, you know, like my friend, he uh, was 19 when he passed from childhood cancer. And he came into me in a dream. I I think it was a dream or meditation. And he was like, yeah, I'm a greeter for childhood cancer kids. And it's because they're nervous and they don't have anybody usually with them or, I mean, I'm sure I know there's family over there, but you know, it's still, it's the understanding level and that they have other kids that have went through that situation that understand them. And they are so happy that now they get to play. uh, I think one of the kids was playing basketball and uh, jumping rope and running the fact that they could run you could just see the the joy on their faces and uh, he enjoyed giving that to them and he always tells me whenever I have a childhood cancer spirit come through I am helping with them oh see that's just precious and you know those poor kids that die at an early age of cancer they're just so much more wise and so much more mature than so many other kids their age have you ever noticed that yeah I don't know if that's, you know, obviously they chose it. And we are born with amnesia. We have no idea we're even connected to the other side until we have like a cheat sheet like you or, you know, any other medium that I talk to. You're our cheat sheet. And you let us know kind of how it works, right? We try our best. (laughs) And sometimes I ask really deep questions, guys. So I'm trying to stay with what my uh, listeners asked. So here's another one. How long after someone passes should you try to communicate with them? Well, it depends on the person. Now, I always say you can communicate with them as soon as they pass. I've had spirits come in 24 hours after they pass uh, and whatnot. But us as humans, we need some time to grieve Mm. and to work through those emotions to be able to receive a a message from somebody on the other side. Mm. 
because sometimes coming in with such grief can block that connection. And also I've heard from other mediums, you know, they don't come in and show us signs right away as well because they don't want to hurt us because they see us hurting. Right. And them sending so many signs in the beginning right away could really hurt us more because it just shows us that they're not there, even though it's supposed to be comforting. Mm. Um, so that's why I always tell people like, wait, at least, at least two months before some mediums say six months. Right. And that's the thing. I mean, I waited a while before I even tried to start communicating with my mom. And the only reason I did it is because I have this podcast and mediums were like, you just need to talk to her, just talk to her. And I did it and did it and nothing happened, nothing happened. And finally, and I've told the story so many times on my podcast, I wonder if my listeners are even sick of hearing it. But she finally started, I started hearing things that I knew didn't come from me. Does that make sense? I knew I didn't come up with that. Right. Yeah. Because where would I've come up with greeter? I didn't know that was a thing. You know, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Do they have other jobs, though? I mean, what other things do they do up there? Have you heard of any other kinds of things they can do? Some of them do schooling up there Mm. um, for possibly other jobs. Some train to be guides. Mm. Um, From what I've seen, most of the time they are really just guiding us here and waiting for us to come up there. Right. Because I did ask mom, I was like, you know, mom, are you going to reincarnate? And she goes, nope, I'm waiting for you. And I was like, oh, I guess we're going back together. Great. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, that's a lot of them do say they're just waiting for us down here. But they do do schooling. They do help other spirits. And and I'm sure that they do more than they tell me. But they really just are able to do whatever they want. They can visit other worlds. I know that my guide has told me you can visit other time periods if you want to. But, you know, if we are living in a non-linear world there and I've heard so many near-death experiencers tell me that world you know the other side is so much more real than it is here I know that we can live simultaneous lives you know at one time you know I could be living right now in the 1400s and so could you and then you know I could also be living in the future but still be Leslie in this life Mm -hmm. that boggles my mind I don't get it it's hard for me to wrap my head around that one I think it's kind of like a multiverse. Do you know? This is my kind of theory. I think Marvel's (laughs) has really good hit on that multiverse where, you know, you change something, your path changes. Right. But you just don't consciously know that you're changing your path or changing that future. Right. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so I have my own question. So I watch The Dead Files. I watch Kindred Spirits, all that. And recently I was watching The Dead Files and every single time she goes to a house, there's always something bad there. No matter what, there's never good news. Now, how often does that happen? For her, it probably, I know for her with Amy, she, what I've read from her forums and other people is she, you know, gets thousands upon thousands of requests. Right. And she picks the ones that she feels really need to be focused oh. on. So that show is definitely going to be centered on the worst well, of the that worst. That makes sense because I have to say I am drawn to it. I do watch it because I like her and I follow her on Twitter, actually. And I always liked her. But I was like, why is there always something? Because, you know, I know you've probably gone on a lot of paranormal investigations and there's probably not a lot of bad stuff. There's been, I think, some, but not every time. No. So she can pick and choose, which is kind of nice. What do you think about some of the other shows? Do you think they're pretty valid or what are your thoughts on them? Oh, so I love Kindred Spirits. I, um, I love how they do both the science and the mediumship yes. together. Yes. Both. They really are very good at trying to debunk or not debunk something. Right. I, I like that fact. And they try to keep chips separately. 
And so he gets his information and sometimes it's crazy how much it lines up with what yes. they're doing. Yes. Some of the other shows, it's kind of, it's hard, you know, because what happens with a lot of, you know, paranormal investigations, mm -hmm. they don't show, most of the time it is really boring. Yeah. There's not much happening. It's a miracle if you do catch anything. So that is probably why, particularly in Amy's case, you're not going to see a boring show because nobody's going to want to watch that. Right. No, you know? I understand that. Yeah, I do understand that. You know, but let me ask you this. What drew you to paranormal investigating? Is it because you want to maybe help spirits? Because I know you can cross them over. What What drew you to it? So it is that, but mostly it was really, if it is a spirit, what is causing mm. spirit to stay? Mm -hmm. As well as if it's not spirit, well, what is it? Right. Do you think spirits get stuck here? Do you think they really do? Or do you think they just get confused? Because I was interviewing someone else who said she was under the impression that sometimes a ghost can be literally a piece of, even though you and I are a piece of our higher self, an unintentional piece of Leslie or Michelle or whatever left behind for whatever reason, trauma, and then they don't have their full faculties with them and they're confused and they don't understand. And is that kind of maybe what a ghost could be? I think you're talking about like soul fragments, yes. which sometimes like they could break off yes. and what's left behind is a piece of that soul fragment, which is more the negative stuff that oh. we deal with and carried with us. And then the rest of our party goes up. Okay. So I have dabbled in some of that. Um, I'm still kind of, I haven't done enough paranormal investigations to say absolutely that is what it is. Mm -hmm. But I have done some where I'm like, okay, this feels like a piece of you that it's not fully you. And some others I have said, okay, you, you're fully like, okay, <laughs> I yeah. see that it's not just a fragment. I've also seen spirits that don't realize that they are dead and that doesn't happen as much. Uh, I think I've seen it once mm. in my investigative years that they didn't realize that they were dead. Mm. And that is where that confusion comes in because they're replaying their traumatic passing and over and over and over and they, and they revert back to, Oh, okay, I'm dead. But then they go back. It's like a, it's like a perpetual <laughs> groundhog day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So you do think that, that people can get stuck here. Do you think it's because like you said, they don't understand that they're gone or dead or past, but do you also think it could be, I'm afraid of what I may face. I mean, what do you think about that? A lot of people in jails have that mm. fear that I have found in my experience. They fear judgment because what they did in life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is confusion depending on how they pass, how sudden it was. But then I've seen others, you know, that pass the same way and they go right over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I know. So it kind of circles back to our previous conversation where I really think it's an individual type of feeling. Absolutely. I just interviewed a woman who was a staunch Catholic and she went to hell mm -hmm. and experienced it. And now I don't think there is a hell. And at the time, she obviously she thought there was. And it was all an illusion for her. And then when she finally figured that out while she was still in her NDE, she met up with someone, a very loved one, who passed recently. And he says, now you know where you need to be. And she didn't want to go. And he said, you have more work to do. And then she went back. But that was her own conjuring up because she said, I've known more atheists that go straight to God than people that have been worshiping him all my life. And I said, well, how does that affect you now? And she goes, I'm not religious at all. She goes, but I do believe in what I've seen. And I know there's a God and I know there's good and I know it's 
comforting. And I know there's an afterlife. I know we reincarnate. And I was like, wow, because they don't believe in that either. So it was just kind of nice to hear how it affected her, you know? Exactly. I mean, I have kind of come under the impression with people who say they've seen hell. Uh, and my feelings and thoughts about it is it's it's more of how they are perceiving the afterlife. And I think if they would change the way that they view it, it wouldn't be hell. No, I mean, you know, if, if we're going to talk about hell, it might be more of a what we're doing here on earth sometimes some of the heartbreaking things that happen to us I think that's the the worst things that happen to us because when we get there yeah I think there's a life review and yeah you get to feel how you affected people and may or may not be good but there's no judgment there's like okay what did you learn let's work on that do you want to go back and work on that and then you get to have amnesia all over again and have a tough life again Isn't that great? (laughs) Well, you know, I have definitely dealt with some stuff that look like they come from some type of not nice dimension. So that is why I am like not completely sold on the idea that there's no hell because I have seen some things come from a not so nice place. Well, which leads me really explain. Yeah. And which leads me to, yes. Okay. So I did talk to Christina, the medium, and she said there are so many different levels of the other side. There are lower frequencies and maybe that's what we're talking about. I don't know. You know better than me. You've seen it. So tell me about the dark entities that you work with and that you've seen. Well, the ones that I've seen are stuff that I are not too fun because I don't want to bring that energy back. Sure. Um, calling in. But most of the time, it, honestly, the more common type of things I see is just really spirits from Earth that just don't, you know, want to go over for some reason. Okay. Um, with the more darker stuff, it is stuff, you know, they're more, from what I've seen, attracted to how you are, your frequency. And it is a very much mm-hmm. a frequency level or vibration level, okay. if you want to think about that. So if you have a little bit more of, like, let's say depression, negative thoughts, you're going to things that vibrate in that level. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the light seer said. Do you think when people do that and that happens with someone, do you think, okay, they can attach to them, maybe imprint or whatever it is. Do you think that that can draw the energy and make it a bigger situation or a harder situation for that person because they are depressed or because they're an addict or whatever it is? Well, that's really interesting you, you say that. And as I'm saying it, I'm thinking of a situation with my mentor I talked yeah. to her about that I recently learned that some of those things that come around that are attracted to that energy are actually there to help us. Yes, I've heard that too. They basically are, let's say, if you want to say attached or leached or whatever to these people who have really, if you want to say serial killer tendencies or depression, but they have these really thoughts of harming people, but they come around and they, let's say, if, you know, suck all their energy off. And, but that leaves the person, you know, depleted, let's say. Right. They're not going to want to go out and kill anybody. So their purpose, even though they're dark and feeding off people, are actually there for our purpose to help us. But I haven't encountered that yet, but I have been told by my mentor that they do exist for our benefit and when you do encounter those two honestly it really is up to you but she suggests just to leave them alone because they are there for our purpose right and they're probably not drawn to anyone you know it deals with lighter work or isn't depressed or whatever the people that maybe are they got to kind of probably be careful of it so you told me in our last interview that you just they don't scare you anymore they kind of run from you do you think they originate from like elemental energy earth energy no, so I've actually dealt with elemental energies, and to me, they are very different. Okay. 
So you think it's really just comes from, it's a kind of like a poltergeist when a young woman is going through a change or something and it starts out kind of like that. Is that kind of how they start? Yes and no. I mean, I have seen and heard that they can come from our own energies being thrown off depending on our abilities, but I've also seen where they are coming around because they know that vibration is something that they like. Okay. So you don't really know their origin, like their true origin, right? They don't know exactly where they all come from. I know that some of them that I've dealt with come from different worlds and dimensions. And usually when I toss them back, I don't really look where they're going. I just kind of like, you need to go. I don't, you don't need to be here. And that's interesting that you're saying they're from different worlds, because let's talk about that. I mean, to me, that that would mean they're not from Earth. They might be from another planet, maybe. Am I saying that right? It could be. They could also be a warped human. You know, I often like to refer to the movie Soul, Mm. where you have a very hurting human inside, but they have this big, dark, scary monster around them projecting out. Okay. Yeah, that's not fun. No. No. <laughs> no. And I bet you get a lot of that, like you just said, like in prisons and that kind of thing where that negative energy just hovers around them and they can't even probably, it, it's not necessarily possession. Uh, it's probably more of just an imprint, maybe. I don't even know. I've seen it. Well, so the, for me, for difference between like an imprint or something is the intellectual side. Okay. I can carry on a conversation with them. Oh. And okay. most of them, I can't carry on a conversation uh, because they're still there. Mm. But uh, I, I have seen in typical jails something dark that usually likes to lurk around mm. or places that have had a lot of trauma in the area, not necessarily elementals. But Right, right. Okay, well, let's talk about your police work. So I know there's certain things you can't tell me and I won't go there um, or you just tell me I can't or you can't answer it. But when you work with the police department, I know they're very skeptical. We talked about that. But tell me about that. I mean, first of all, let's get that out of the way. For them to come to you, what what did you have to do to prove yourself that they would even want to talk to you? That's still something I'm working on because a lot of the people, honestly, are the family members that are coming. Oh. And for me to get to them with the police, like I know that we have left some of our evidence with the police but then after that really much of them they don't really talk to us too much after that okay because they're really skeptical but you know it sounds like you've had some success right some I mean I say success that the fact that if they are accepting of it even if they don't talk to us afterwards um I call that a success I mean more times are not even with family they like they, they will brush it off and they just really don't and Unfortunately, I'm in a place where I might be stepping back a little bit from police work just because I've got other things going on. Mm, yeah. So, and um, mentally, sometimes it is a struggle because you're trying to help in an area that the parties aren't all agreeing. And so mentally, it gets tiring after a little right, bit. Right. And I can imagine with the families, but at least you can give the family some comfort, even if it's something they maybe didn't want to hear. It's some kind of closure, right? It is in that fact, because I know I've, we've been able to tell families like they're, they're good. They're not hurting anymore. Mm -hmm. They're at peace. And and so that even that little bit does help families. Yes. So like, you know how when you connect with somebody on the other side and they maybe abused the person that you are connecting with, you know, and wanting to give answers to, do they ever say they're sorry to people? Are they sorry? Do they, 
do they understand that they did wrong? Absolutely. Okay, good, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because, you know, I, I would think that, and I, I look at it this way, and this may not be what some of my listeners want to hear, but I know that we decide what we want to do. I know that we decide the parents we want to have, and we probably decide some of the things that happen to us, good or bad. And for whatever reason, we had to grow. And I say this almost every time I, I do a podcast, and that's like victim blaming, but it's not. To me, it makes you not a victim anymore, if you understand how it works. Mm-hmm. So I view it like the soul contracts that a lot of people talk about. I do believe that there are some things that we do agree to do down here, soul contracts and, and whatnot. Okay. Now, there's some things that I don't say I don't say every single thing is because I know there's some people out there that say every single thing is a soul contract no not everything is a soul contract then there would be no free will true true and no that's a very good point and I'm glad you're saying this because I do think and I've said this before I do think some people derail and I do think that they do things they weren't supposed to do uh, for whatever reason and it wasn't in the contract and that's fantastic if you get a hold of the abuser and they're like I'm so sorry I didn't mean to do it or I I never admitted it and I want them to know I am now and it's healing. I don't even know how that works, but that's nice to know. Absolutely. So sometimes when they do come in, well, not sometimes, a lot of the time they're like, I am really sorry. It was a product of my background and I didn't know any better and I should have, I shouldn't have done X, Y, and Z. Majority of the time that people are open to, now I've had some people say, I don't ever want to talk to that person again. And that is their choice. Um, I have had one instance, one one only, where a spirit in the afterlife did not want to talk to his father. Really? And this was on live and it was on live twice. But there has been one instance that I can remember that ever happening. Do you think he still needed healing and he just wasn't ready or? Okay, okay. Because we do, I think some of the really troubled souls, isn't there a healing period for them? Yes. What they call it, uh, I've seen it as um, like an ICU room where maybe not so much separated, like COVID separated, but they are just in a healing state, in a healing room. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, and that brings up another thing, soul contracts. If you did have an abuser and if he or she did derail and they weren't supposed to do what they did to you, can you, I don't know if you do it on the other side or you do it here because you've had people say, I don't want to talk to them. Can you break that soul contract? (laughs) My guys are like, absolutely. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, do you break it here or do you go up there and decide? I mean, I don't understand how that works. Both. Oh, okay. So you could break it here, but sometimes you just, you don't know what the soul contract is, but up there. Yeah. I mean, I can, okay, I get it. You can see (laughs) them ripping up contracts. Yes. So it's, it's depending on, you know, what your beliefs is about your soul contracts. I just think you can change what you want to. So. Right, right. And I asked you if you ever wanted to do anything, you know, to show my listeners how you work. If you wanted to do something on me, don't feel like you have to. I can take this out, Michelle. So whatever you want to do. Um, it's just another way of showing them, hey, this is how I work. Because you already were kind of talking to your guides during this. And I thought it was really cool <laughs> how you talk to them, you know, so. No worries. I, I will. I don't know. The name Gary keeps coming up during this whole conversation. So I don't know if you have a listener with somebody it's still with the golfing guy. Hmm. He's yeah. he's a golfer. He's an he's an older guy. His name's Gary. He's got really blue eyes. He really likes to golf like all the time. 
Because you showed me out on the tee on the 18 hole. Yeah, yeah. And see, I, I don't, yeah, there's nobody in my family. To, I mean, I say that now, but, you know, and, and two days later, I'm like, oh, my God, you know. But I just didn't know my mom or my dad's side very much. We just didn't know them. I mean, my, my aunt was one of the ones who killed herself in Heaven's Gate, Colt. So, <laughs> and I didn't even know her very well. So I have a very, very unique kind of family. Uh, you'll have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, I understand. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting to talk about your aunt. Because all I heard was, I was so stupid. Oh, my gosh. My my cousin, her daughter, Cindy, I interviewed her about it because she'd never, ever talked to the press at all. And I finally convinced her and said, listen, you know, because I didn't know her very well either. I mean, I legitimately just didn't know my family. And before my mom passed, she tried to get some people closer together and she did a great job. And so Cindy agreed to do my podcast and she was like, you know, this hurt me and this hurt me and this happened and all these things. I, wow, does she say anything else? I'll I'll make sure she listens to this podcast if you can get, her name is Judy, if you can get her to say anything else. So, okay. Is she blonde at all? Yes. Blonde. Okay. Because she's very, very blonde. Um, In her 40s? She was in her 40s when she died. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So wow. she's she's just coming in with the daughter. <laughs> she's just saying, I was so stupid. And the daughter, to me, is feeling, um, she goes, I see how hurt she feels um, that she chose that over me because wasn't I in, more important yes. than that. Yes. She left, her, she left her kids. Her daughter was eight and her son was six when she left. And she doesn't understand what. She's like, she's t- okay, you gotta slow down just a little bit. Um, she's telling me, like, her daughter doesn't understand why she left her. Right. Like, she's very not under, and she says, I just got soul sucked into something that I, I just, she's like, giving me the impression of brainwashed. Oh, um, oh it was absolute brainwash. I, it was a cult. Absolutely, it was a cult. Heaven's Gate cult. Yes. Um, wow, I can't believe you picked up on her. That's amazing. Yeah, she's she's very apologetic because she's like the daughter just doesn't understand why why I left why I left her right. and um, she's just so sorry because oh she's like I oh because she's like she, she's missing out on all, all the events that the daughter maybe not at eight had planned for but like prom like does mom see me at prom right. does mom see me when maybe if I ever get married um, you know she she's going through. She's got a lot of self-esteem issues from this, this daughter, because it feels like she's like, but what is it about me that couldn't hold you here? It's almost verbatim what what she said to me. Wow. Wow. She's very, uh, so tell her that it wasn't her and that she's like kind of crying right now because she's like, it was me. It was me and it was never you. She's like, she is her ray of sunshine um, all the time. And does she have any kids? She does not have kids, and this is one of the reasons she didn't. She didn't want to be the mom that left her kids. Okay. Somebody, it's not, I don't think it's her son. It might have been her son that she's talking about. She's referring to a boy, mm-hmm. um, the boy who never got to know his mom. Oh, my gosh. Okay, keep going. I don't want to say too much because, um, wow. Because he has no memories of her. He says there's no memories. There's yeah. hardly any pictures. She's, she's like, going through, like, um it's hard, it's hard for Mother's Day with him. Yeah. Well, there is because yeah. he struggles with Mother's Day with her being gone. Well, he has um he's no longer here with us. Oh, okay. I understand. 
Okay, so maybe that's why yeah. um, she's saying her son. But he, it feels like when if he was alive or when he was alive, oh, he was it feels struggling. like he struggled yes. um, very much with with the same similar issues that she did, um, mm-hmm. or she does. I'm sorry with the whole why wasn't I good enough? Right. I think that was that. I think that was one of the reasons um, that led him down that path of taking his own life. I was about to say somebody struggled with substance abuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, it, it feels a lot like depression is right. what yeah. this young man has. Right. Yeah. Um, but are they together up there now? Yes, Yay. they are. This is maybe why he's he, he she said her son. I'm with the son or I have the son okay. is what she kept saying. Oh, okay. So maybe this is what she's meaning is that. Um, see, this is how hard it is sometimes to interpret what they give you. Exactly. Um, but she, she's, she's very, very apologetic to oh. her daughter right oh. now. Um, That'll be very healing. I think for, for Cindy, I'm telling you right now, um, just, just so kind of angry about it. Oh, though. she is. I mean, it's left a huge scar in her heart and you know, she, she loved her mom and her mom actually came back for five years and she spent time with her and lived with her again. And then they, she went back to the cult and I think the second time really, the first time was terrible and horrific and, and awful for a child, but then to, to leave them again, that that's almost something that you can't recover from easily. Well, I mean, it's an abandonment yeah, issue again, absolutely. right right at the forefront there. And uh, she just feels like she got sucked like back in, like somebody mm-hmm. must have been in her ear and she got sucked back in. Yeah. And you, you know, when once you're brainwashed, and she's right, once you're brainwashed, and you come back to, you know, to your regular life, when you've already been brainwashed, it's hard to live in the world again. Mm-hmm. And I think that was why Judy went back, because it was just hard for her to exist without this group. She'd been in there for so long. She was one of the first right. members. So and I'm not excusing it. I know she feels horrible. And I don't mean that against her. Hey, this was something that she did. You know, I don't wish any bad things on her. I just, you know, for her children, it, it did impact them tremendously. And her and her husband, to be honest with you. Yeah. She feels really bad about the yeah. daughter because the daughter was her mini me. Oh, she and did. really looked up to her. Yeah, she did. She did. And so she's just she's coming into a po- she says you guys are wondering because the question's coming to your head, well what happened to the guy? And um he he's in his own healing state. Marshall Applewhite. Oh, he's in his own. Okay. Okay. The main guy that, that started the group. Um, he and Bonnie Nettle started the group. Yeah. And that's really interesting that we were talking about spirits not talking to each other. She says she does not go anywhere near him. <gasps> really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? God bless her for that too, because I tell you what, um, he ruined her life, you know? And, but let me tell you something. And if she's hearing me say this, and I got to say this, my grandmother got her in this group, Lorraine. And had it not been for my grandmother dabbling in this horrific group, I don't think Judy or her sister Sharon, my mom's two sisters, my mom never got involved. I don't think they would have known anything about it. And I kind of, I have to put blame where blame is. I'm trying not to judge, but I don't think she would have been introduced had she not listened to her mom. Right. Yeah. And I understand that's part of that healing where, you know, 
when our abusers come back and say, you know, they were wrong and that they realize how much it has affected their life here. Right. And I'm hoping that my mom, who's passed and who is Judy's sister, half sister, and then my mom's mom, Lorraine, who's passed. I do hope they're all together now. I, I can't imagine them not wanting to be together um, because Lorraine wasn't a bad person. She just made mistakes. So I don't know if you can see that or not. Did your mom ever have like tea? Like iced tea? Like a cup of tea. I don't know. Um, I just see her. She's like, we're just having like afternoon tea. (laughs) I can see my mom doing that though. Afternoon coffee or tea. Absolutely. Yeah. I just see her like sometimes that they do. Um, I don't see grandma, but that doesn't mean anything. It's just at the moment. But uh, did your mom have like brown hair? She originally had brown hair and then it just kind of, she started coloring it lighter. But yeah, she originally had darker hair. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because she's coming, they're, they're both, I have one blonde, one one brown hair, sitting at a little, like, coffee shop, just Aww. drinking. That sounds exactly like mom. She loved her afternoon coffee. She did love that. Every time she came to visit me, she's like, okay, time for my four o'clock coffee. Okay, <laughs> okay mom. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah. That's exactly Because right. she was showing me, so that that's where that whole spirit dictionary comes in. And I might mention this on, on my my own videos yes. because I know afternoon tea like the British do. Right. And so they will use that reference and I will say, well, what's with the afternoon tea or something like, you know, they stopped everything to go and get this tea. And then here you are coming in saying, well, was it tea, but it was coffee and it was exactly. always the same time every day. Yeah. So, see, I, and I understand that's hard for you to interpret. So, I totally get that. And, guys, if you're listening to this right now, first of all, how amazing that she's getting this. She did not know anything about my family. She did not, she, I don't even think she really listens to my podcast except for maybe a couple here and there. She's busy. Okay. So, she didn't even know I did a Heaven's Gate podcast with my cousin. So, the fact that she picked up on that, what? I am blown away. And this is the kind of stuff that she can do. So I am so impressed. Anything else you want to say? And then we can maybe talk about something else. I don't want to keep you on this if you don't, if you're getting tired or something. Yeah, okay. Um, That the spirit world is not something to be feared. Right. A lot of people fear it, even if I start talking about, you know, dark stuff. And it's like, yeah, but you've got more power than you realize. And once you do realize it, they can't harm you. In that way. I'm not talking about physical harm. (laughs) And I think, and honestly, passing away, there's nothing to fear with death. And I try to do that with my near-death experiencers to give my listeners, guys, you don't have to be afraid. Do I want to die anytime soon? No, I want to live. I've got a grandbaby coming, all the things. Uh, But when it does come to my time, I'm going to embrace it. And I can't wait for my mom to come greet me and go, hey, girl, about time. Of course, it'll probably be a snap, jump and a skip for her. It'll be an eternity for me, obviously, because I don't plan on dying anytime soon. I agree with that one because my grandmother has come in and told me, oh, I'll see you soon. And I'm like, um, you know, so but it's not going to be for decades. So their see you soon's are very not meeting the next day or something like how we understand it. (laughs) Exactly. And one more thing, you keep telling me that my podcast is just going to blow up and it's already done really well. So I don't know what blow up means at all. I just know that I, and you said right before we started recording, you're like, my God, you're telling you, you can't stop this. And I'm like, what? I don't, what? (laughs) No, absolutely. It's going to be a very good podcast. Give it a few years. Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to be an old, old lady by then, but that's okay, right? (laughs) Well, they said that you're not going anywhere anytime soon. Okay. So 
Good. Well, that's good because I've got a lot more to do. All right. So, Michelle, tell everyone what they can expect when they come to you for a reading. They can expect to talk to any type of spirit that comes in Mm -hmm. from the love and light realm. It could be guides. It could be other worldly beings. It could be your own loved ones that come in with information for you to validate so that way we know that this is who we're talking to as well as the messages that they give that help us with our day even if it's just a little bit right right now and that's a good point guys when you do go in for a reading with michelle or really any psychic medium try not to have expectations on who you're going to speak with it could be anyone um i had no idea that my aunt was going to come through for my cousin cindy and now this is a love letter to her And I'm so happy that I could do this for her. And also, Michelle, tell us where we can find you on social media. Do you have a website? Everything. So I do have a website. You can find me at michellepaysmedium.com. You can also find me on TikTok, Michelle underscore medium, Instagram, Michelle underscore pace underscore medium. And I am not on much on Facebook, but I do have a Facebook business page. Uh, I believe it's just Michelle Pace Medium as well. And you have been so wonderful and so lovely to do that little snippet for me. I appreciate it more than you know. I think you know. And uh, you are taking readings now, correct? No, actually, I'm not. I am booked up through November right now. Okay. So, or up until November. So I'm not taking any more on until I get through my next batch of readings. Okay, so so maybe book after November. You have opening slots after November, correct? Or do you not open it up until then? Yes, after Halloween. Okay, oh, okay, fine. All right, so we'll do it then. So after Halloween, um, guys, keep her uh, website on your favorites and then go to her... She's amazing. And she does readings online on TikTok here and there. So you can even just kind of see a sample of her. If you're lucky enough to get a reading from her, that's amazing too. So look her up. I'm going to put everything on my show notes. And Michelle, thanks so much for joining me today. You're amazing. And thank you for having me. Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again and I will see you next week.